to the number one podcast for Olive Branch and Eastern DeSoto County. This is OB Pod. On deck for today, guys, we've got our hot topics, a small local news section, a motivational message, some random facts and stories you likely didn't know, a good TV review area, and our sports. Now, of course, my co-host and Tony was unable to join me as many people in our area have gotten the flu. Uh, he is, uh, you know, resting, trying to get back well, and he wishes everybody on the podcast well. Uh, you know, my wife, she works at a pharmacy, and man, Tamiflu is running out, and it's just uh, it's going bad out there, guys. Make sure you wash your hands, uh, clean yourself, and, you know, if you, I'm not saying wear a mask or like that, but maybe try to avoid folks, uh, especially if they're coughing, sneezing, because the flu season is really not really supposed to happen until, like, late November, early December, but it is kicking early, so take care of yourself out there, uh, you know, do the best you can, but other than that, guys, we're going to move forward with a great episode. And before we do, I've got to mention our number one realtor team. That is Team Couch of Birch Realty, guys. This is ran by my good friend, Brian. Does an absolutely phenomenal job, him and his crew. If you have any kind of business in real estate and you need a professional team to work with, this is the one to work with, guys. They can handle any level of it. I have worked with them personally. There's nothing but true professionals take care of everything, and they're going to give you the full attention. This is not somebody who does it on the side. This is not somebody who's just a little side project. They have years and years of experience and know how to take care of it and do it right and do it fast and believe it or not and to me that goes a long long way so if you're interested in checking that out go check out teamcouch.com or you can call their office at 662-449-1700 or you can even call brian's cell phone personally at 901-461-7653 remember every home needs a couch now guys it's kind of we had hot topics but really i want to say Happy Halloween to everybody. If you're listening to this on Monday, which is actually Happy Halloween, uh, you know, we hope you're staying safe, taking those youngsters out there, house to house, getting some good candy. The old adage of check your candy, make sure there's nothing wrong with it, that kind of stuff. But I kind of say, Dare, that everybody's gone back to, uh, you know, since COVID and like that, we've gone to do the trunk or treat has become very popular. Uh, and, you know, there's been several, several events going on this past weekend. And, but I think most of the house to house is going to be tonight. So again, y'all be safe and enjoy yourselves. But the, the only kind of news it's kind of a hot topic around here that maybe I guess you want to call it is is that uh, it's a kind of more of a national setting is is that Twitter is officially under new management guys if you didn't know uh, Elon Musk is now officially the guy who owns it in control of it and has made quite a splash news wise uh, he's already fired some folks let some people off and uh, he made some kind of some cool little tweets about uh, how things are going to go and it's going to be very interesting to see how things move forward the number one social media platform especially when it comes to information being controlled now by a different entity could be a major change especially as it leads right up to our election coming up November 8th so it'll be quite 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 interesting but I want to give you a cool key facts here some people are like well you hate for people to lose their jobs and things to change like that well that's that happens business every day but listen to this the CFO of Twitter who was just released from the job uh, has a 25 million dollar buyout for that the CEO, the head person at Twitter, received $42 million for their dismissal. And the founder of Twitter, which would be Jack Dorsey, 
got a cool million dollars in cash out of this acquisition. Uh, I don't think anybody's going to be hurting when it comes to you know money and finances for the future when it comes to this situation. So that is pretty wild. But I thought y'all would get a kick out of that for our hot topic. Ice Cube, baby. 99, baby. I'm on the grind, baby. All the time, baby. All right, guys, it's time for our news. And, of course, it's brought to you by our good friends at Michael Hatcher and Associates. Guys, if you're looking for a new career, Michael Hatcher and Associates is who you want to check out, guys. They have a phenomenal, phenomenal place here. Last week we talked about it. They've been giving money to the animal shelters. They give back to the city constantly. They've adopted our school over here at Center Hill High School. They do a lot of great things. It's a great place to work. They have numerous jobs available, great benefits, great pay, and a team atmosphere that really, really cares about their associates. If this is something you might be looking to uh, – trying to join or looking for a change in your career, please go check them out. This is really, really a special place. You can look at their website, which is hatcherlandscape.com, or you can even call their call their talent acquisition manager, and she is at 662-755-3207. Now, speaking of jobs and stuff like that, guys, there's another big event going on this week in Olive Branch, and that is Touch a Truck, and that right here at the Olive Branch City Park on Saturday, November 5th from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. It is where families and small children and everything and for any opportunity for an adult to try to have a career change a lot of different places will be out there a lot of different businesses that are here local including michael hatcher and associates and so if you want to go there they'll have applications you can meet and talk with somebody sometimes a face-to-face is all you need please we encourage you to go out there that is november 5th at 10 a.m all the way till 1 p.m now guys Every uh, two weeks, the Board of Aldermen meets and they do a big meeting and they talk about city agenda and so on. And so uh, their meeting is going to be this Tuesday night. And uh, I always encourage the public to go check it out. Uh, it's open to you. You can um, you know, listen to how they conduct business, what's going on. You know, this is where you get approvals, where how they take money, how they do donations, things of that nature. And every so often, I really enjoy going to listen to uh, them talk about the potentials of places which are called menacing. I, I thought that would be something unique. And of course, this week, they actually have three properties uh, that they have de- are going probably going to declare as a menace due to them not being taken care of. And I always enjoy that because I like to try to go by and see what they look like and what see what they consider a place that is not well-kept and something's got to be done about it. And so if you want to know, the, there's a couple places here. There's like 6762 Meadowbrook Place is one of them. Uh, or you can go check out 6177 Sanborn. Um, and there's also even one over at, um, I believe it's 12041 Thompson Drive, or those three places. And so if you want to see what the city has deemed a place of menace, which is such a strong word, those are three of them that are on the docket. And if you can go watch that there at the Board of Alderman meeting. That is Tuesday night if you want to go check it out. Now, thinking about our city of Olive Branch, I do want to say this. Uh, they have been doing a great, great job. They concluded their movies at Wesson House this week, last Thursday. We had the Hocus Pocus. And of course, they had a trunk or treat event for the kids that was a huge success right there in Old Town. They also, that would be Ken Adams, the, the police chief, and several other people joined the Olive Branch this week for their homecoming. They had a parade as well as a cookout competition, much like the Center Hill did in the past. And also, they had a great shred and drug take-back event uh, this past week for people who wanted to shred documents or turn drugs in that were old and things like that to be properly disposed of. And all of these things are great, great things that they've given back to the you know the communities for them to have an outlet, kids to enjoy, uh, 
you know, parents, people, everybody across the board. These are great amenities you don't think about. And so I really want to say hats off to Ken Adams, the Board of Aldermen, and everybody involved who's doing just a fantastic, fantastic job. It's really, really showing, and I can only imagine how well it's going to continue to go on from here. Now, guys, if you own a home or property in the area that unfortunately needs a lot of repair, maybe it's outdated, or even worse, if you just got it from the loss of a loved one or divorce or something of that nature, I encourage you to go check out my good friends over at Robman Properties. Guys, they have an amazing website called iBuyDeSoto.com. This website will show you what they do when it comes to these homes, how they will make a fair, and I say fair, cash offer to buy it off your hands, do it fast, quick. Uh, if you don't want to work with a realtor like that, you just want to see what your place is worth, or you want to see what the process, it's effortless, it's no obligation. They just want to come by and look at it. They'll give you, a, like I said, a fair offer. If you enjoy it and you think it's going to be what you want to do, they'll make it quick. And it's a great, great company to work with. Please go check out their website to see all the stuff they offer and how they do things and what they do with these homes they buy, because they do nothing but improve the home and the value of the community around it. That is iBuyDeSoto dot com last thing on our news guys is like we said the consequent weeks the light garden is coming now that halloween is basically wrapping up and we're getting close to thanksgiving and christmas this is a big deal uh, it's going to be a lot of illumination uh, you know holiday entertainment they'll even have shopping opportunities uh, and it's going to be something new to olive branch you really want to check out this is going to be in the city park it will be uh, it's going to happen right around november 22nd and last all the way through the 30, 31st north central's helping with this it's going to be a great addition to what the city has done here in olive branch and i think everybody should go out there and check it out and give it your support well guys that's all of our news for this week and as always if you are interested in advertising with us here at the podcast please reach out to us at the at gmail.com to get more information I hear them whispering about the places that you've been and how you don't know how to keep your business clean All right, guys, it's time for our motivational message. And this is brought to you by our good friend, Ali Edgelali of our Alpha Insurance. Guys, this is the ACE Agency of Olive Branch. Guys, if you're in, interested in saving some good amount of money, like I said, I've saved over $900 with these guys for the whole year, and they're going to give me better coverage. This is somebody you want to work with, especially considering we got Christmas coming up. You know, hey, you know, the budget gets a little tight. You need to be looking at different ways to try to help your budget. I promise you getting a free quote from them with no obligation could change change that to help you out. It really, really did for me. I know it can help with you. If you want to contact them, you can reach them at their office at 662-893-0928, or you can even call Allie personally on his cell phone, and that is 843-324-0930. And remember, those phone numbers will be in the show notes if you want to reference them. He's a really great guy. You should give him a call. Guys, our motivational message is the seven rules of life to live by. And this is brought to you by the fantastic former wrestler, I guess you say, Diamond Dallas Page. When I was a young fella, he was quite an entertaining guy. And he gives out some motivational messages. And I was able to snag one of the audios of him explaining his seven rules. These are pretty popular, and you might have heard them before. But there isn't a level of enthusiasm he gives to them, and I thought it was pretty entertaining. So let's go to that audio now. I love these seven rules of life. Number one, let it go. Never ruin a good day by thinking about a bad yesterday. Number two, ignore them. All the haters, all the dream stealers, all the people who wanna pull you down. Number three, give it time because time heals everything. 
Four, don't compete unless you're competing with yourself. The only person you should try to be better than was the person you were yesterday. Number five, stay calm. It's okay not to have everything figured out. Six, it's on you. Only you are in charge of your happiness. And seven, laugh. Live your life with passion. Love with passion. Life is way too short. Live your best life starting now. Guys, like I said, Diamond Dallas Page doesn't disappoint. These are great things to live by. And, you know, one of the things I would add to that is, is I say this at work all the time. I said, if you can't have fun in life or have fun at work, this is someone, then what are you doing? You know what I mean? And I say that to a lot of people, and that's true. You know, you got to find the best in everything. Live your best life every day. And, you know, and so these seven rules are fantastic. And I hope they help you like they help me. And uh, I hope you enjoyed listening to them. And so remember, always, guys, if you enjoy what you're listening to, please have hit that subscribe button. Tell your friends your family, your co-workers, anybody you can to come listen to our show, enjoy the positive message we're trying to put out there and continue it by, by giving us a nice uh, five-star review or telling them to hit subscribe as well. We really, really appreciate it. Allow me to introduce myself. They say that I've been struggling with my health. My mental health's coming down. There's so much pain. I don't know how I all right, guys, it's time for those random facts and stories you likely didn't know. And I know this is a pretty popular spot everybody really, really enjoys. But this is brought to you by our good friends over at Old Town Fitness. If you're looking for a non-typical gym that teaches his clients in a friendly group atmosphere without the pressure of judgment, this is the place for you. Go check it out and meet the amazing owners who want to help you reach your goals today. They're located right there on 178, right by Old Town. You can't miss them, guys. Their hours are unique. So it's Monday through Friday, 5 a.m. through 12 p.m., and then 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. And they're only open on Saturday from eight to ten but that's all you need like trust me amazing amazing people who run the place they do a fantastic job been there several times it's a great great place they even have some special events going on this month maybe even this up this weekend so please go check it out guys here we got three good ones i know mr Tintoni always helps us with these but i'm gonna get them out today did you know that during the 2000s google apple adobe and intel and several other mega corporations had a mutual agreement not to hire each other's employees in order to keep their salaries low. This led to a major $400 million class action lawsuit that crippled several of these companies, especially the smaller ones, with this agenda. That's quite crazy. Oof. Did you know in 2012, after a man's girlfriend broke up with him, he bought a car for $500, this was in Chicago, by the way, and abandoned it illegally at an airport parking lot. The car accumulated over $100,000 in parking fines, which the city demanded that the ex-girlfriend pay. <laughs> that's cold-blooded man <laughs> that is cold this reminds me of somebody else by the way that has gotten popular on your social media especially your tiktok that says the best way to get revenge on someone that you've had a problem with which i don't suggest you do this you know that gets you nowhere but it is pretty funny that you can actually go to ebay or other sites and you can buy random keys that are no longer used or miscut by the pound and you could buy a whole bunch of them. And then you could also go buy a bunch of tags that you would add to a key. And you can go and put your nemesis's phone number on each of those tags, hook them up to those keys, and go drop those keys all around the city. 
And so that when people pick him up and want to be the good Samaritan and continue to call this person saying, hey, I found your keys. And the person's going to wonder why he keeps getting phone calls from random areas all over the city uh, for a lost key that he doesn't have. Quite, quite devilish. Uh, quite a funny video, by the way. I think it was on TikTok and Twitter. If you want to go check it out, it was quite crazy. Our last one, guys. Did you know in the Philippines, a poor woman spent four years praying to a Buddha figure she had purchased from a local store until one day a friend happened to point out that the Buddha figure that she had been praying to was actually a small replica of the main character, Shrek. She had spent four years praying to Shrek, the, the, the TV animated movie star. That's, that's a tough one to learn. That's a tough one. Guys, that's all we got for the facts you likely didn't know. It was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. Salt and pepper and heavy day up in the limousine. Hanging pictures on my wall. Every Saturday, rap attack, Mr. Magic Molly Mall. All right, guys, it's time for our TV news and review. And this week, we're going to talk about House of the Dragon. My wife and I watched the entire series as we were both giant Game of Thrones fans, as so many people are there on HBO. The House of the Dragon, here's a cool uh, few facts. One of the things I want to tell you is, is that unlike the free previous Game of Thrones, this series is one of the most expensive in television history, only to be bested by the uh, other situation of Lord of the Rings on Amazon. Um, this episodes, each one of them cost a $28 million to make for HBO on House of the Dragon. Quite an impressive number. Well, considering that the uh, Power of the Rings from the Amazon uh, series cost over $50 million, so quite a contrast, but by far the two most expensive TV series in history. Guys, House of the Dragon, if you have not watched it or you have, whatever you want to say, be careful. Might have little spoilers ahead. The House of the Dragon series was not the same as Game of Thrones uh, when it comes to level of quality, character development, um, falling in love with characters. Uh, this one was quite different how they did this. This is a side story, the prequel, I guess you could say. Um, I would say the character selection or the actresses or the actors chosen, uh, some were okay. A lot were not. Uh, it seems very reminiscent of Game of Thrones, like to try to copy several different characters. Um, you know, and some okay, some not. Um, but the fact of the matter is, the overall series, I would give it a positive. It's just you have to be prepared for something unique, which is they do actually two large time jumps in this series. And so characters you might actually like in the first few episodes will actually get recast for the middle and then to get you know actually have some people who get recast again to go towards the end uh it's quite uh quite a change quite uh you know an acquired taste so that's kind of very unique um there's also this season kind of goes a different direction as a lot of the most famous episodes of game of thrones had a lot of large battle scenes um big sweeping uh you know fire from a dragon and things this show decided to go a little bit more uh minimal their uh, fight scenes and violence were more contained, maybe one-on-one. -on -one. Very rarely did it have large groups of any type. There was always a threat of it, but not really there. Dragons were definitely more prevalent this time, um, but when it comes to action involving them, not so much. Uh, it's more about the story and the history of them. We only had really one or two scenes where dragons really, you know, took care of business and something you hadn't seen before from Game of Thrones. So that was kind of, I wouldn't say a letdown, but definitely a different um, you know, contrast to the original. 
Um, and then of course you're going to have a character or two. You're going to be surprised how their demise happens or how they chose this person to go forward for the series. And so again, uh, very interesting take on the game of Thrones spinoff. Uh, overall, I definitely say by the end of it, it has become very worthy. They have set it up for a fantastic season two, the way they are going with the plot. Um, Hopefully they'll continue to develop more characters to make you fall in love as the first season of Game of Thrones did. Uh, that is one thing that's been lacking. But as I want to say, the overall grade, as since Game of Thrones to me was a 9 out of 10, their last season kind of hurt me a little bit, but overall it was still good. Um, this one is going to hit somewhere around a 7, 7, 5. Um, you're just not falling in love with enough characters, and they, you know, they just haven't done that job yet. Um, and of course, they've done a few scenes that really don't make a lot of sense. Uh, you know, when it comes to showing the graphicness of a, a birth and some other different things, they're just, I don't know, not necessary and definitely not in par with some of the things on Game of Thrones in the past. But again, uh, to each their own, their own opinions. Overall, again, very worthy watch. Definitely give it a shot. Definitely think it's going to continue to build in a very positive direction and viewership. So uh, go check out House of the Dragon. All right, guys, time for our sports. And this week, I've got good news. Center Hill High School Band actually went over to uh, Memphis, University of Memphis, this past Saturday, and they won the Class 2A championship right there for uh, you know Center Hill Band. Congratulations, then. That's a huge accomplishment. Uh, and we want to say that uh, that is uh, another example of our bands in this area doing a phenomenal, phenomenal job. Really, really great to hear that. It's great news. Now, guys, we are going to still in football season. I know basketball has fired up. I've uh, watched a little bit of it. I've got to see a few teams. We're going to be pretty happy with our, uh, you know, our schools in our area. Um, but I will say this. I will start putting scores and commentary out on that as soon as the football season wraps up. This is our last regular season week of football. And believe it or not, when you get to talk to these coaches here in a minute, especially when you talk to Coach Peacock, um, you're going to hear about some scenarios about how our three teams, there's potential for the playoffs for all three of them. Even though they've all been beating each other up and, you know, the record doesn't show it, but they all still have a chance. So it's quite, quite interesting to see how this is going to play out. But guys, we hope you enjoy talking, um, you know, enjoy listening to us talking to the football coaches because this was a tough week. Uh, Center Hill took a tough loss to Hernando. Lewisburg had a big win versus Olive Branch. And so um, these are the two games that we're really going to focus on with all the three coaches. And we hope you enjoy it uh, as always. Coach Hector, brother, how are we doing tonight, man? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Man, I know you're doing well, man. I know you're doing real well, man. Got you a big W, first time in school history versus Olive Branch. Man, how'd that feel on Friday night, kind of spoiling their homecoming? Uh, it, it was great. I mean, we, we knew we knew to keep our, you know, our playoff hopes alive. We had to go out there and get a win. And, you know, I didn't, to be honest with you, we didn't know a whole lot about the uh, the history of the, you know, wins and losses and, you know, against them until, um, I think the day before maybe. So, you know, that really wasn't the goal. The goal is to go out there and try to get a win and, and again, keep our playoff hopes alive. And, um, you know, I thought our kids played awesome. It was a great atmosphere. And, uh, again, to, to beat, uh, you know, a great, uh, program and, and a great team, a well-coached team is, uh, pretty special. 
No, I know it was, man. No, it was. I know your kids played well. Um, I've heard from several people. Y'all had a really, really good performance across the board, offensively, defensively, and special teams. Um, and, uh, you know, and just really kind of excelled through the entire night and, you know, put it away with a 28-14 victory. That's, that's a big, big win. Who were some of the kids that really stood out to you that had a good night? Look, this won't take a minute. Um, all of them. And, and, and you said it right there. This was – this was our most complete game that we played, um, and, and by far. I mean, offense, defense, special teams across the board, we played great. Uh, you know, special teams-wise, our, our, our kicker, um, you know, Robert Becker, did a great job. I mean, had two touchbacks, first two of his all year. He just continues to get better and, um, you know, four for four on his uh, extra points. So, um, a lot of great things from him, you know, offensively. And, and again, this is going to take a minute because every kid that touched the field for us Friday was – um, I, I thought executed well, played with great energy and, and great effort. And, uh, but obviously, Gunnar Gilmore had a great night, uh, really just taking what the defense gave him and, and uh, you know made some big plays with his legs and was physical on some runs and scored twice. Um, Lucas Edwards came in at running back. Coleman Dowell also did and uh, got a score. Um, you know, up front, our, our entire offensive line just did a great job, especially kind of sealing the game late and uh, getting big push and getting some big runs. Uh, Lucas Gash was uh, was fantastic and, you know, had a big touchdown to kind of seal it and made some big catches early on. And uh, Chase Willing had some great catches and uh, just about scored on one, got hawked down there, um, right down there and set up a score, but uh, made some huge catches and some huge plays. So, uh, again, offensively, all of those guys that touched the field were tremendous and, and um, you know, did a lot of great things. Uh, you know, defensively, uh, I've said this before, you know, talking with you that, you, you know, all of them is it, really kind of the way it goes. But, um, you know, on the back end, all three of our guys that played in, in the secondary, uh, Cody Gilmore had some huge tackles for us and, and uh, missed one early. And after that was just completely locked down. And Elliot helps made great plays, forced a fumble on the, on a kickoff that we recovered and scored later. Josh Conley stepped in um, at the other corner and played really well with uh, some injuries that we had back there. Uh, our linebackers, probably the best game they've had by far. Um, Cameron Morgan was great. Uh, JT Swift, Alex Lynch, uh, Kenya Bell showed things that, you know, we, we've seen early in this season, um, you know, in the spring and probably his best game. And I mean, this kid's a two year starter and probably the best game he's ever played. Uh, Coleman Dow, uh, also playing linebacker, just, just a guy for us that just continues to go out and just, you know, execute and do all the things he needs to do. And then up front, Demetrius Farewell was just wrecked every single thing that they tried to do. And uh, I thought he was tremendous. And Jamar James did a great job. Uh, you know, again, across the board, anybody that stepped on the field Friday, and, and like I said, I told you I was going to take a while, but um, really, really proud of those guys and how they executed and, and just the energy and, and uh, effort that they played with on Friday. That's why we were able to come out with a win. That's awesome, Coach. I don't mind uh, taking extra time if it means we get to celebrate kids doing something great, stepping up, having a great team victory. 
Uh, I think that's really, really great for you guys. I think it's uh, it's a monumental win, uh, and it's one to build on. You know, like you've been preaching all year, and you ever since you started over at Lewisburg, you know, you create a culture, you create a work ethic, and the wins will come. And this is fruits of your labor, and so this is a this is a great paycheck to get. But it's just a, it's just a small one in the grand scheme. I know y'all have a big game coming up this Friday. This one kind of is a uh, kind of a uh, defines all for the season per se. If y'all win, you're in. You get to go to the play. Playoffs. If you lose, uh, you know that means you're packing jerseys up and putting stuff in mothballs, and um, that's not that's not what you want, you know. And so you uh you know you don't want it to be feel that way, but you know what you got to be realistic with yourself, and you're gonna tell your kids, hey, you're gonna leave it out there on the field. You tell those seniors this is the one that matters the most. Go out with a W here, and you know extend your season. Uh, be be a Lewisburg that goes to the playoffs, and uh, again create more history uh, for the record books. And so uh, you know what are y'all worried most about when it comes to this Friday night's game? Well, you know, it's it comes down to control what we can control, you know, and so, you know, we, we know that DeSoto Central is big and athletic. They're, uh, you know, offensively, they they can uh, explode for points at any point in time, you know, so they've got some home run guys and quarterback's really good, really smart player, makes great decisions. They've got several receivers that can go up and get it. Uh, you know, defensively, they've got a couple of guys that are not just flat out good. I mean, really, really good football players. So we know we've got a lot there, but, you know, you said it. I mean, our goal was to, to be a playoff contender, and, and here we are. And, uh, you know, I, I think back a year ago and uh, kind of getting into our last practice, and I remember hearing some guys um, almost celebrate the, the, the last practice. And not so much, a, you know, glad it's over, but just – you know, here we are, uh, you know, it's the end, last one, whatever. And I remember just kind of thinking like, that's an awful, awful kind of thought and feeling to be in, you know, I want to, I want to get down to the last one and it means something. Um, and here we are, you know, so yes, it, it, exciting. And, and i tell you the biggest thing, man, I just want another week with our kids. I mean, I absolutely love this group. Um, love getting to go to work and, and be around them and coach those guys every day. And, and opportunity to get to coach those guys just another week is going to be, uh, pretty special. So uh, definitely got our hands full, but you know we're going to go out and have a lot of fun and, and enjoy this. And again, it's to come down to the last week and be playing for something is uh, pretty special. I agree, coach. I couldn't agree. Well, look, man, I hope y'all have an awesome week of practice. Wish y'all luck. And uh, I know y'all be playing Thursday night and you need that, uh, that crowd to come out and really show some support and y'all get that W and make your playoff berth a reality. And, uh, you know, that's a, that's a big deal. And so, Coach, we want to wish you the, uh, the best luck on that. I sure appreciate it. Coach, as always, it's a pleasure talking to you, man. And uh, I look forward to talking to you next week and uh, and uh, want to get that good news and so we can talk about prepping for your first round of playoffs. Hey, it sounds great. It sounds like an awesome plan. So uh, we'll definitely do everything we can to get there. I heard that. Again, thanks for your time, Coach. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right, guys. I got Coach Russell with me. Coach, how are we doing on this fine Sunday, brother? I'm fine, man. How are you doing, Zach? I'm doing good, doing good. Man, that's not the usual, uh, you know, M.O. coming from your voice there, Coach. I know it was a difficult Friday night. I know you guys didn't get the W all were expecting. And, uh, uh, you know, what's the mindset and the mood going into the next week as this is the last regular season game coming up? Well, you know, I mean, you know, obviously you've got to, you, you have to look past the, the previous game. You know, you've got to fix the problems. You've got to fix the issues and you've got to get ready to go for the next game. You know, that's what, that's what this job's about, you know, going and getting ready for the next one. You know, we've actually got a lot to play for. I mean, there's a, 
there's a playoff scenario where we have a chance for the playoffs still, um, even though we've, we've played poorly recently. Uh, we still have an opportunity to uh, possibly make the postseason, and you know that's a big deal. We also have uh, an, an opportunity to have the first winning season in three years. You know, it's been since 2019 since uh, since OB had a winning season. We have an opportunity to do that. You know, we've we've put ourselves in a great position early in the season. Uh, we've had some very key injuries to some of our, our our better players, starters, and guys that started on both sides of the ball that have have gotten injured, and it's really kind of changed us offensively uh, and defensively. And you know, we've had to work through those things. So you know, that, that's not an excuse. That's just something that we're trying to work through and uh, get better at day in and day out. And uh, you know, we still have an opportunity. We still have an opportunity for postseason football, and, and you know, anytime that's that's looming there, I know our kids are going to be fired up. They're going to be excited to come to work. We're going to be excited to, to to fix the things that we did wrong on Friday, on Friday night, and and be ready to go for this Thursday. Coach, that's right, man. Way to that's way good way to putting it, and uh, you know, a lot of people not might not realize it, but yes, y'all have a strong scenario for making the playoffs, and. Uh, and that's a good thing. I, uh, you know, Friday night didn't go your way. I know that there were some issues with some uh, non-calls and calls during the game. And nobody likes to say officials were the reason you lose a ball game. But I definitely believe they made a big factor when it comes to, um, you know, the ebbs and flows or the momentum. You know, I think momentum in high school is a big, big deal. Kids feed off of that and stuff. And uh, I know Lewisburg was able to uh, get some big momentum shifts or, you know, big momentum gains during the ball game, not just from good plays or, you know, big defensive stands, but also some penalties that kept some things alive. And, you know, and that comes with the game. And I, and I know that was very difficult for you guys. Uh, but, Coach, so – I know the game ended up being like 28-14 and stuff. Y'all scored a couple times. But were there a couple of kids on offense or defense that kind of stood out and did some good things for you? Well, you know, let, let me – before you say that, I, you know, I want, I want to commend, you know, Coach Hector and, and his staff and, and those players. I thought they played uh, they played inspired. They played a really good football, football game. And while I'm frustrated with the way they played in, in the game and I feel like we, we should have won the game and, and been able to – to do that, um, I want to take nothing away with, with the way that those guys prepared, the way that their kids competed, because they did a great job. Um, I'm I'm solely looking at us, you know, what we can do to fix the problems that we had. Um, and, you know, we had an opportunity to be much more successful in that game. Um, and we made error after error after error. And, you know, that's one thing we're going to sit down with, you know, the, the, the team tomorrow. Uh, and we're going to sit down and we're going to look at every single one of those plays and, and what we're doing wrong and, and, and make those corrections and grow off of, uh, you know, a, a tough film to watch. You know, so I've got about right now, I've got six pages of notes that we're going to go through uh, tomorrow. And uh, we're going to look at all the problems and all the issues. And it wasn't one guy. It wasn't one person. It was multiple different groups. And, uh, you know, I was, I was telling you before we got on air, I thought we had our – Thursday, we had one of our best practices of the season. You know, I mean, we really executed well. Everything was clicking. Everything was looking great. And then we get out there, and Friday night, it doesn't look the same. You know, and, you know, that's that's frustrating because I know our kids want to do well. I know our kids want to do better than that. And I just want to show them the plays, we're, you know, the mistakes we're making right now. Get those things corrected and, and be a better football team for this Thursday. You know, Coach, there's an old, uh, I guess you could call it a wives' tale or coach's tale or like that, is that the best practices before a big game are are your worst practices. 
And, uh, you know, yeah. I'm a believer in that. So, you know, where you get, you get all your ugly out during practice. So you, all you have left is the good for the game. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying, you know, yeah. you've got snake bit because you had a good practice. A lot of places make it where you practice well, you play well. So, uh, I totally, totally get that. And, uh, I appreciate those words. I think, I think you're right. I think coach Hector does a fantastic job over there and those kids came motivated and, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, the game went their way and they got the W. You know, you don't want to take anything away. Uh, well, was there any guys on your side that had a, had a good night or was it more just a team collective? What, what's your thoughts? Well, you know, you know offensively we ran 44 plays. And, you know, so that we didn't have a whole lot of uh, big success, you know, offensively. I thought Britain, Britain Trailer at times played really good. Uh, they went up and made a good play on, on the fade ball. Um, made a couple really nice plays. Um, I thought defensively, there was a couple guys that to me stood out as, as playing really pretty well. They had, they had, we had 77 snaps we graded on, on defense. You can see the disproportionate time of possession there. Um, and, you know, um, Sam Walton had, uh, our statistician has him down for five sacks. My defense coordinator has him down for seven sacks. Um, so, you know, tons of pressure by that kid and, and he played phenomenal. He hasn't been a defensive player, you know, again, we're doing a lot of issues. And so he's a guy we just moved over to defense. He's normally our starting H back. Um, and he's playing defense on both, both sides of the ball. Now, um, we, you know, Omar and Hannon also, he recorded 16 tackles in the game, you know, so he continues to be a good, good presence for us inside at linebacker and makes a lot of tackles week in and week out. Um, I thought those two guys really kind of stood out defensively. That's awesome, Coach. That's awesome. Well, Coach, I know that, like you said, this is the last regular uh, season game, and this one has a big implications. Like you said, a winning season also gives you a chance uh, to make the playoffs. Um, you need Lewisburg to play against D.C., and you need Lewisburg to win that game, and you put that in conjunction with you uh, defeating Hernando, and you guys will be going to the playoffs, and uh, and that'll be a big success and a big marker, uh, especially for your second season as a head coach. And so uh, that's that's going to be a big deal. Uh, what are you concerned about when it comes to Hernando, Coach? Because they just came off a big win versus Center Hill, uh, to which a lot of people felt yeah. like Center Hill should have won the game and probably maybe won it easily, and it didn't work out that way. A lot of turnovers up and things like that. Uh, but what's your biggest concern with them? Well, my, my biggest concern is the big old nose guard. That dude is huge. He's a good player. He's, he's He causes a ton of disruption in there uh, at, at nose and – you know, I think I think that's one thing we've got to do a good job of taking care of him. You know, uh, off, their offense um, is is scary. I think uh, uh, number fifteen, the quarterback, is is really really agile with the football, and and uh, you know he he has a chance to score on any play. We've got to do a good job bottling him up. Uh, number ten, the running back, is I, I think a really good player. You know, uh, was a starting running back last year as well, and I thought he did a really good job. Uh, 24, they're outside. One of the receivers is, is, is really elusive. Also plays on defense as one of the best players on defense as well. So uh, they've got some nice pieces and some guys that, that we've definitely got to stop, uh, you know, as far as their offense goes. And then, and then their defense, you know, I think the, the strength of the defense is up front. You know, I think their defensive line, and, and that all starts with a big nose guard. Yeah. He's, a, he's a heck of a player. 
Yeah, no doubt, Coach. You uh, you hit the nail on the head. Those were definitely the guys who made big plays for Friday night versus Center Hill. And so they'll definitely be ones to key. Well, Coach, man, uh, I want to wish you guys an awesome week of practice. Um, you know, get you guys healthy, get their minds right, get them focused. And, uh, you know, on, fr- on Thursday, now y'all, this is a Thursday night game. Um, y'all right. need to take care of business and uh, get your W and uh, get those accolades and get ready for the playoffs. So we wish you luck. Well, you know, in the, like you said a minute ago, we've got a couple scenarios that have to happen for the playoffs, but we control our own destiny as far as a winning season. And again, that's the first time that's happened in three years. And, you know, our kids have 100% control of that. So we need to go out and play and let the playoff scenarios happen how they happen. It's nice to have that as a carrot to talk about with the kids, but it's also uh, we can't control all that. We'll, we, we didn't put ourselves in that position right now. But what we can control is we can control an opportunity to go have a winning season. And that's a big deal. Absolutely, Coach. Well said, well said. Coach, as always, man, it's always a pleasure talking to you and have you on the podcast. And I look forward to next week uh, having good news to report and just maybe get to talk about uh, another week of football after that. All right. Thanks, Zach. Coach Peacock, brother, how we doing on this fine Sunday evening, man? Uh, doing all right, man. Doing better than that weather yesterday, that's for sure. But, man, Friday night uh, – that was tough, Coach. I got to sit in the stands and cheer on the Mustangs. And, uh, man, is it? am I wrong, Coach, and just feel like we just did not have one of our best games of the year at all? No, I think it was. It, it may have been just, you know, with all three phases involved, it may have been our worst game of the year. And, you know, uh, I think the thing, you know, people underestimate, and I think any anybody you talk to would agree, it's hard. You know, you're dealing with 16-, 17-year-olds. It's hard to get them up two weeks in a row it's hard to get them to focus and and look at the task at hand you know um had a huge win the week before you know you're feeling all good about yourself and and you know may have looked past this team a little bit uh we we tried to preach to them hey don't take these guys lightly they're a good football team they're a good football team you know but you know just a little uneasy because i felt like we were taking them a little lightly um but it's hard to kind of communicate that and get them to to adjust their mindset, um, you know, but it is what it is. We went in, we we started off with a bang. We get the like, big pick six. We get a stop. We drive down to the um, the two yard line, and you know, um, fumble right there. And you know, it, it probably wouldn't have been a huge deal if we'd have fumbled and it had, they'd recovered it on the two yard line. But we fumbled and it it rolled into the end zone, and and they recovered it. Um, for a touchback, so they they got up with with decent field position out of it, and and then they were able to drive down the score and tie the game. And then um, you know we just never could could kind of get things going good enough for long enough to to get get the lead back. You know we finally tie it back up at twenty one, there middle of the fourth quarter, and um, you know give up a big a big pass play there uh, at some point. Um, you know so just never could quite you know, play well enough for a long enough stretch to, to take the lead. Had a punt block, which was, you know, obviously big. I think, you know, statistically, if you have a punt block, you're, you know, somewhere 88, 92% chance you're going to lose that game. Um, you know, and so that happened. You know, had a couple of turnovers uh, outside of the one right there on the goal line that, that hurt us. Um, so, uh, I think we were probably minus two in turnovers. I think they only had the one, and we had three. Um, so, you know, obviously that's that's no good. Um, so, 
hats off to Hernando, man. I, me and Coach McCann are buddies. We've known each other for a long time, and I thought he had his kids ready to play. It was their senior night. Um, they played very, very good um, and did the things they needed to do to give themselves a chance to win the ball game, and, and ultimately we didn't. Yeah, coach, it, it it was it was a back and forth game for sure. But you know, I, I just being honest as a spectator and former coach like that, I, I just feel like Hernando didn't do anything to us. I felt like we did a lot of stuff to ourselves, and you know, and that's just kind of the consensus. Like you said, you know, we just didn't have an overall across the board. Didn't just have our best game, and you know, and it's. And you can always say you can try to pinpoint things or point fingers and say, you know, well, you know, the turnover bug got you or, you know, there was no big plays on offense or there was no this, no that. But the reality of it is, like it was like you said, across the board. And, you know, and like you've and I talked about before, this season has been marred with games where you've lost it, you know, lost the game just by just a few, a few points. You know, I mean, I yeah. think you said before, like in like three or four games of less than a touchdown. Yeah, we've uh, we lost to Clarksdale by one point. We lost to DeSoto Central by three points, and then we lost to obviously Hernando this week by seven points. The Jonesboro game it was fourteen points, but one of those touchdowns was the very last play of the game when we're trying to you know punch a ball out, and so ultimately it was really a seven point game until until that very last play where we're trying to get a turnover and and the guy goes the distance. So you know it's just it's kind of the I hate to say it like this, but it's kind of the season of what ifs. What if you'd have done a few things different in each ball game and you'd be sitting at, you know, maybe seven and three right now instead of, you know, three and uh, six or four or six, whatever, whatever our record is. You know, I feel like we are good enough uh, to be seven and three. You know, um, obviously, South Haven, Carterville, those were two that were going to be tough no matter what. Um, and I'm, I'm missing somebody, but, uh, you know, really feel like you could have been, uh, seven and three, eight and two, worst case, six and four, if you just do a few things different. We tell the kids, you know, every game you play just about, it's going to be determined by about five or six plays. And it's just a matter of, of, you know, who comes out on top on those five or six plays. Um, and we just, for whatever reason, have kind of, came on the short end on, on those six plays, you know, throughout the course of those three or four games. And, and it's, it's made a difference. Um, so, uh, but, you know, we got senior night coming up this week. we got South Panola. It's obviously one of the most storied programs in the state of Mississippi, if not the most storied programs that are coming to our place. Um, they're a really good football team. And so looking forward to that challenge and looking forward to hopefully trying to, um, you know, fight our way into the playoffs, whether by, you know, winning the South Panola game, which would be controlling our own destiny or by somebody else uh, helping us out um, and, and winning some tiebreakers. Yeah, Coach, you mentioned that, and I know we've done some scenarios uh, off air, and I know you've talked to the coaches and stuff, but uh, if it, correct me if I'm wrong, if um, a couple of the teams that we have beaten in the past, such as Olive Branch, Lewisburg, and so on, if those games go a certain way, we go to the playoffs. And what what is that scenario we're looking for if we do not somehow, you know, get the W versus South Panola? Yeah, so if we lose, then basically we need Olive Branch and DeSoto Central to win. If Olive Branch beats Hernando and DeSoto Central beats Lewisburg, then through the tiebreaker scenarios, we would have beaten both of those teams and we would be tied with them and we would go in as the four seed. Um, you know, so that's our, our way to get in is to win. 
or for Olive Branch and DeSoto Central both to win. Um, either of those things happen, we, we would get into the playoffs. Uh, that's uh, – well – Go Olive Branch, go to Southern Central, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm a conquistador and a Jaguar fan this week. <laughs> well, we just hope Coach Hector's not listening and, you know, hears that blasphemy in his mind, you know. Yeah, he'll be all right. I, 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 he can listen all he wants to. <laughs> if I get in the playoffs, I don't really care. Yeah. Unreal. Unreal. Well, that's uh, that's quite a scenario, um, you know, uh but, you know, that's how it works, man. You know, this is a strong district where everybody beats up on each other, and I guess it just doesn't matter whoever comes to play on Friday night. And, if shoot, that's shown. I mean, like, Olive Branch beat D.C. We lose to D.C., but we beat Olive Branch. And, you know, and then we beat Lewisburg, and then Lewisburg goes and beats Olive Branch. I mean, it just – it's just all – it's you know, it's like round robin. You just never know. And so it's been quite a, quite a remarkable season across the board, especially for the three schools in our area. Uh, so it's just uh, – yeah, I guess we'll have to wait uh, and see, you know. Yeah, it's definitely been been an interesting year, and I think you know, uh, I think there's a lot of uh, I say parity, but there's you know, obviously South Heaven and Panola they've already locked up number one and number two, no matter what happens Thursday night, and so you know they're a little bit above the rest of us, but when we still have four teams: Center Hill, DeSoto Central, Lewisburg, and Olive Branch, and four out of those four teams, two of them are going to make the playoffs based on what happens Thursday night, and so you know I've been on the bad side of those tiebreaker scenarios several times in my, my tenure at center Hill. Um, you know, we lost beat Clarksdale, but we only beat them by four points instead of seven points. And so we lost a tiebreaker that year and been several years where we've been that, that in that three way tie and been the odd man out and the other two teams went to the playoffs. So I'm, I'm hoping this is the year that we get the, 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 the tiebreaker to go our way and we get to slip in and, and go see what we can do over at uh, on the blue turf at Tupelo. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Well, coach, all we can do is prepare. It's a short week. Got a game. It's only Thursday night, seven o'clock, senior night. We're asking all those Mustang fans to come out there, and give it, uh, give us all you got. Uh, cheer on these seniors who have been great for us, and uh, you know. Give us that motivation and courage because every time we've had a really, really good home crowd, uh, you know, especially the, since we've been in district, you know, we've come away with a, with a W. And this could be one of those situations where we go out there and make another great atmosphere and, you know, the parents are out there, the fans are out there. Uh, you know, we could uh, we could do the same thing again. So, uh, Coach, I hope you all have a great week of practice. You know, it should be nice and cool. It should be for a good night of football. And uh, w- wish you all luck. Yep. All right, man. I appreciate it. All right, Coach, as always, appreciate your time and uh, look forward to having the conversation next week. And hopefully we're talking about, uh, you know, playing two-pillar for the playoffs. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Thanks again, Coach. Again, I can't say enough. It's always a pleasure to have our coaches join us on here and talk football and talk about the kids and what it means to building a program in their community. And like I said, we have three of the finest. And, you know, it was a tough week for a couple of them. But, you know, that's how the cookie crumbles sometimes. The week before that, it was had two smiling faces and one was, you know, a frown. So it, it comes with the territory. I want to wish all three teams a great luck and great success. Uh, you know, you control your own destiny. And so that's a, that's a good thing. And so I look forward to talking next week and seeing who gets to go to the playoffs and who doesn't and we working from there but other than that i think that's what we're gonna call it for our sport
Well, guys, as always, we really, really appreciate you listening. I know it was kind of difficult and different not having Tintoni with me today, and I hope you didn't mind it. But we hope that you might even check out our brother podcast. They do a great job down there in Hernando, and it's called Under the Water Tower. Great, great show. Talking about Hernando, this community, a lot of stuff with their local government. So if you enjoy that kind of stuff, there are two guys you really, really want to check out. They do a really, really good job. But other than that, guys, I think we're going to call it for this week. We appreciate you again. Hope you listen next week. Other than that, sayonara. Drinking till I'm summer, I don't reckon I got wasted. I got wasted just to fill my head with life. Feeling like Superman, and he makes me fly. Until I wake up as the sun sets. I pick up that bottle, tell me what's another regret. I'm addicted to the bus. I try not to I didn't want to deal with